It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation and welcome to Keeping It Real, which is our wrestling series. We obviously do series, podcasts and interviews and all sorts of subjects here at Ace Podcast Nation. We have live football show every Monday. We have a live MMA show every Wednesday. We are adding a brand new boxing series, which is beginning next week with some of the biggest names in uh, UK boxing and indeed the world. Some legends, some current boxers, trainers, all sorts. The first guest is a, is a very good one. He's a trainer of one of the, the UK's best boxers. And uh, it's going to be a really good series. I'm very positive that uh, boxing fans will love it because some of the names lined up to come on are exceptional. And uh, my co-host for that is, uh, his name is Shane Watson. Those of you who caught the show I did with him on Friday night, uh, he's uh, works for S Jam Boxing Promotions here in the UK, and uh, yeah, he's got some some big links. He interviewed Evander Holyfield the other day. He interviewed uh, Amir Khan the other day. I think he's either done an interview with Tyson Fury recently, or he's got one coming up. So, like I say, he's uh, got some links to the biggest names in the in the game. So I'm hoping that uh, maybe he'll he'll share some of the love. Bring some of those names over to our boxing series. And uh, yeah, we've got obviously lots of other shows and series as well. But anyway, today we are talking wrestling. It is the triumphant return of my co-host after he had a, had a week off last week because he's so busy hustling, getting those interviews with the, with the pro wrestlers. So uh, Mr. Alex McCarthy of TalkSport filled in for him. Wasn't the same without him, though. Mr. Andrew Thompson, writer and interviewer with Post Wrestling, and of course has his own YouTube channel, which is Andrew Thompson Interviews, custom URL. How are you, sir? Doing as best as I can, man. Uh, it's been a long week, long, long week, and it's not even over yet. It's been feeling like a whole month this week. 
with everything going on and George Floyd's passing and, you know, there's just the uproar from the black community that's just tired of this shit been going on for too long. And I'm glad that it's happening and it needs to keep happening until something changes because it hasn't changed. There's been so many times like with so many like black people have been killed on camera and nothing has been done at all as far as like the people who have done these things, which are mainly police officers. So like, I'm glad that there's this up war and everything is like happening and all these riots and stuff. I'm, I'm glad it's happening and it needs to keep happening until some changes, man, again. So, you know, for those out there who listen to this, listen to your black friends when they're trying to educate you on these topics. Stop trying to be so damn defensive. Nobody's saying your life doesn't matter. Stop being a dumbass. We're just saying that all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And if you realize what is going on in the country or what has been going on for the past decade or the past hundred whatever years, you will see why exactly people say black lives matter. So again, if you're one of those all lives matter people, please, for the love of everything that is good, get your head out of your own ass and realize what people are trying to say. Go educate yourself on the topic. It is not hard at all. If you if you need help, go to any of your black friends that you know or go to social media and try to search up things or do your own research or, you know, it's, it's, it's plenty of GoFundMes and, 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 and articles and websites out here that will literally help you and guide you to whatever you're trying to understand as far as what it comes to race and everything that's going on out here. So just listen, please. And hopefully the dudes that the officers that, that killed George Floyd go to jail, hopefully. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more cases like Breonna Taylor, who was killed back in March and Omar Arbery, who was killed back in February. I'm seeing these cases starting to come back up and they, they're starting to get taken to taken the trial. So, you know, hopefully those get resolved as well in the way that they should get resolved. 100% mate. I hope um, they look into Sandra Bland's case as well, because that was um, that was shady as fuck. She um, she died in custody, I believe. But um, that was horrific. It's um, yeah, it's like it's one of those things like there's a couple of points I just want to quickly make on it. Um, like, obviously, I've got the kind of privilege of one. I live in the UK where number one, police aren't armed. Uh, unless it's extreme circumstances and obviously being white i don't get racially profiled by police if i go out late at night in my car and my car is quite a fast car i play my music very loud i don't get pulled over though but i guarantee you if i was black and i went out like i go to the shop sometimes quite late and i was driving my fast car and i had my music on i would get pulled over even in the uk now, I said to you the other day, um, like, obviously, I'm the father of three boys, uh, two of which were teenagers. Obviously, before the lockdown, they'd go out and they'd hang around with their friends and stuff. Now, if I lived in America and I was black and my kids were going out and hanging around with their friends, I'd be petrified that the police would be harassing them, racially profiling them and just generally giving them grief just because they're black and you said something there you, like, you said a lot of things but like one of the things which i think st stands out for me the most is it's far too long coming like over the last five years for instance how many videos do you see on youtube of uh black people or people of color um 
where they get pulled over in their car and the first thing they do is they they hit record on their phone and they put their hands on the wheel and they be as calm as they don't make any sudden movements they be as calm as they can they be as polite as they can because they know that any one wrong word and they'll have their ass dragged out of that car um physically abused they're always verbally very you know very often verbally abused accused of all different things just because of the color of their skin that's that's wrong and that's that's disgusting in my book and it has been going on for far too long um and the other thing i wanted to say um just following on from what you said about the people saying all you know all lives matter which you see a lot um and i've seen a few people on twitter which is the cesspool of i just i kind of i hate twitter at the moment um is people saying oh I'd have more sympathy if they weren't uh, protesting and going around looting and this and that and other. And I was like, I saw someone respond to someone who had said some, something like this. And they, they listed off like a load of different things that have happened over the years um, where laws have been changed. For instance, women being able to vote in the UK. Um, and they listed off various different things through history which had changed or happened children not being forced to work in factories, uh, slavery, whatever it may be, all of those things were addressed, not because people peacefully asked, because there was protests and the public said enough is enough. The people who make the laws, the people who are in charge, they weren't doing what they were supposed to, you know, they weren't making it better. So the general public, the people stood up and protested until the government and the lawmakers were forced to make changes how many times have we seen uh police officers uh kill um, an unarmed black man or a teenager or a black woman whatever it may be um and all they get is put on administrative leave or they get suspended or they get retired early how about they go to fucking prison and actually like you know if i kill someone i'm going to prison so let's do that let's let's make an example of people police officers particularly who abuse their their power and their position and kill people that's that's not what they're there for um i just wanted to add that um yeah it's fucked up but hopefully that hopefully change will come from it my friends hopefully i have you know that's my hope long term uh, as a as a father as a human being you know i just want to see see things change for the better because um i can't imagine uh having to you know because like i explained at the start like i don't have the the same problem that that people like black people in america would have i can go to the shop late and play my music loud and not get harassed and i gotta say like even though the police aren't armed in the uk um black teenagers black young men do get racially profiled in the uk a lot particularly in london where there's um like a higher rate of crime in the urban areas they um they do get just stopped for no reason just because of the color of their skin um and you know it's the same for in the uk there's a there's a big problem with uh like the abuse which muslims take just because they're muslims um and I'm just, I'm sick to the back te teeth of it, mate. I'm fed up of it. <sighs> but let's talk some, let's talk some wrestling, my friends. Let's try and 
uh, talk something which is just not so infuriating. Um, obviously, you weren't with myself and uh, Alex last week, as we were hoping, because you were you were grinding. Um, so just very quickly, what did you think of uh, of Double or Nothing? Uh, from from what I remember, like this, everything has been a blur, bro. Like I honestly haven't really been like super interested in wrestling. Like I'm I'm, I'm watching, but like I'm not particularly like focused in on it. Yeah, per se. But like, I mean, it was a good show for what it was. I had the stuff that I like, and that I didn't like. Um, I think the best match of the night was um probably Sheeta versus Nala Rose or Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. I think. And those are the two best matches on the show. Um, I enjoy Brody Lee and Moxley. Um, I, I, I really wasn't a big fan of Cody versus Lance Archer. I just feel like they're they 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 they're, they're two of the same type of style in a way, and it, it just didn't mesh well. Um, the Casino Ladder match, uh, it was nice seeing Brian Cage, of course, um, mm-hmm. and you know he's going to get his AEW World Title shot at Mox at, um, at the Fighter Fest. And, and either night one or night two, and um, I'm 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 curious to see how that match is going to turn out. I'm I'm not particularly super interested in the the in ring portion of it. I'm interested in the build, uh, but the match I'm not, not so interested in, just because of the styles that they have. Um, but Brian Cage is very athletic, so I'm interested in that. Um, I think they're going to do a program with him and Darby Allen soon. Uh, Okay. But just because because he uh, was the one that injured, quote unquote, injured Darby, so you know. And then the night after Double or Nothing, well, the weekend, the week, the, the few days after Double or Nothing, we had uh, uh, Cash Wheeler and uh, Dice Hardwood debut, and uh, you know I'm interested to see what they're going to do in AEW. So yeah, I mean it was it was it was a good show. It wasn't bad. I mean they had his you know ups and his downs, but I mean that's kind of every show. So I mean if I had to rate it, I'd give it like a like a seven point five out of ten. Yeah, I think um, on the whole, I, I pretty much enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the Moxley match. I enjoyed the two women's match. The yeah, the Cody match didn't hit it for me at all. Um, I enjoyed Stadium Stampede. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. I, that's that was, that was real good. I thought this week been a blur, man. So like, I'm not like have this. You, you have to remind me of some stuff, like. But yeah, the stage. I, I really liked the Stadium Stampede match. That was that was a good time. They did they did really good. Like really good with that. Apparently, that took uh, some twelve hours to film, which is insane. Yeah, but it was very, very good. We've been treated some real good cinematic matches since. Where'd you get that information from, sir? Where'd you oh, get I that from? Some jabronis update, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was funny. Of course, it that was, was funny. from. Uh, that Mr. was funny. I'm Mr. not gonna lie. Andrew Thompson's <laughs> post wrestling updates. It's always some, some superb. Jabroni. <laughs> some jabroni. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I gotta say, um, I enjoy it. It was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Money in the Bank. But as you know, I didn't enjoy a lot of that show, uh, as we discussed previously. Um, all right, so let's let's. Since we're talking AEW to start, let's jump to the AEW TV. As you mentioned, we we had the the debut of uh, FTR. The debut, the debut um, as Matt Rubin says. Yeah, the debut uh, the week before, 
we'll get on to Matt Riddle, by the way. Um, oh, I nearly forgot. I didn't get to tell you last week, but uh, because you obviously weren't here, but Brian Cage. Brian Cage, I called it again. I was right. Uh, Come on I don't now. Know what you're talking about, bro. Credit, we can get credit on to the next topic. I don't you know what you're talking you, about. But we can get on to the next man. topic. Your we can memory. get on to the next topic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you call a pathological liar right here. So we just, <laughs> go, so, so we just going to keep it moving because <laughs> apparently I'm still in ideas and tweeting about it. So and I don't recall <laughs> any of these things. So, you know, again, a, a, another liar. So Saz just upset because NXT UK ain't coming back. And that's what I heard. That's the scoop. That's the scoop that I heard. Well, no, 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 no. I was just joking. I don't know about yeah, that. Don't, don't wind me up. Someone will clip that now. <laughs> Andrew Thompson said NXT UK is cancelled. No, I mean, in no, fairness. No, but, 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 uh, but, 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 um, he's so different to everything they've got. Obviously, when I said FTR debuted, um, that was last week, but obviously me and you didn't uh, discuss that. So then this week we had them do the, the interview uh, where they had the sit-down interview, uh, which i got to say I thought was fantastic. It was much more like their kind of NXT gimmick, but it was still different enough that it wasn't just the revival um, I like the way they kind of addressed each tag team. I like the way that they gave Pentagon and Phoenix grief for not tagging in and following the rules because that fits with you know what they what they think about tag team wrestling. I like the fact that they left the young bucks till last and said, you know, we don't want to have like a five star match with them. We want to punch them in the face and beat them one two three. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then that tag tag team division as we've discussed, it's so stacked and adding FTR to it is. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, my bad. I don't, I don't know what just happened. Like, I really don't know. I tried to turn okay. the camera. So, um, did you hear what I said about, uh, yeah, the yeah, young bucks? yeah, yeah. I heard you. So, yeah yep. they, they left the young bucks to last and then they, um, they kind of said they want to just punch him in the face and beat him one, two, three, which I thought was really cool. It's a quite good little thing. That tag team, tag team division is so stacked, like we talked about. It's just incredible. And um, adding FTR to it just makes it special. Um, I I can't wait to see. Like, obviously, they got their first match. with. I was uh, trying to figure out, like, what's going on with the, uh, the camera. I was like, why is it looking like that? But, yeah. <laughs> Right. So we got the Butcher and the Blade next week versus FTR. Do you think that's a good match for them to start? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think that's a um, a solid match for them just to kick it off. I feel like they, I feel like they're gonna kick off the show, and like I feel like Tony Khan is one of those dudes where he's gonna be like, all right, uh, I, I want to see what y'all can do, so I'm gonna give y'all like 20 minutes of the opening match, 25 minutes, and you know, don't disappoint. And I feel like that's exactly what it's gonna be. They're just gonna give them 20. 20 minutes or so to go out there and just see what they can do. I mean, they haven't wrestled that long, and I don't know how long, except for house shows. So it's going to be good to see what they can do on TV when they get the opportunity. Because, I mean, I know they've been, talk they've been talking a lot about what they, could what they would do or what they could do if they had the opportunity to do it on TV. So here we go. I'm pretty sure Tony Khan will give them about 20 minutes, and, you know, it's either going to be make or break. But I do think that FTR should be um, 
the ones to take the titles off of Omega and Page, and then you know eventually go do the match with the Bucks. That's what I think is happening. I think um, after FTR climbs their way up to the tag division, probably I think I, I, I would say I would say it's gonna be it's gonna be my prediction: Omega and Page, and yeah, Omega and Page versus FTR for the tag titles at Full Gear in November. Yeah, I think that, that 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 the timeline of that kind of fits. What um who do you think they should be their first proper feud? Because I don't think they're gonna feud with the butcher and the blade. I think they're gonna beat them. You know, they'll have no, I, like, I, I think they'll give them, like you say, 15, 20 minutes and go kill it to show what they can do. But um mm. I don't think necessarily that they're gonna have like a, a prolonged feud with them. Would you put them straight in with the uh like go after Hangman and uh, Omega, or would you have them feud with? I think personally, I think Pentagon and Phoenix would be quite a good feud for them. They could have some good matches and some good promos. My only problem, if they was to start with that, is if uh, uh, Pack is coming back soon because the UK has just lifted the lockdown procedure. So I'm assuming those UK guys are going to be over in the next month or so. Um, you don't want to. To have death tri- triangle losing a lot of matches because you know they're going to have to rebuild them, them back up with some momentum. Hey, now, now, now that you just mentioned, I ain't mean to cut you off, but like now that you just mentioned it, that about Pat, I think he's going to be the one to take the TNT title off Cody. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I think, think that's I, a good shot. I, I think that he'll be the one to do it probably at all out, and it they'll probably do like a surprise thing like who's going to be the person this week to challenge Cody for the title. And then, or at this pay per view, the child Cody for the title, and then Pop makes his grand return, and then maybe they do some type of thing with like maybe Death Triangle helps him win the title, or maybe maybe he don't really need to help to win the title anyway. He just beats Cody clean, just you know, outsmart yeah. him. And then, um, like as far as FTR goes, I feel like they're gonna beat Butcher and Blade, probably send uh, Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian after they beat them. And I, I feel like AEW is going to hold off on like the quote unquote dream matches that people want to see. Like they're going to hold off on those, like and yeah. not go through those at all. Like I feel like they're going to wait. Like probably, I, I, I really don't think we're, we're going to see FTR versus Proud and Powerful. I don't think we're going to see FTR versus um, Pentagon and Phoenix. I don't think we're going to see them versus Omega and Page and the Bucks until like two months from now or three months from now. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to run through. Them. I think they're just going to like put random teams together just for them to get some wins. I think they're going to be best friends. Definitely yeah. think that's going to happen after Fighter Fest, like after best friends get their title shot. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think they're going to be the ones that I, I definitely don't think it's going to be long before they win the tag titles at all. Like I think it's going to be at full gear for sure. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for the fact they'd had such a recent tag team tournament, I think a good way to build up the revival would be to have a tag team tournament, maybe have the final be them versus Pentagon and Phoenix. And then uh, you could just kind of do, like keep them away from the Young Bucks, then do the Omega match and then build towards the Young Bucks. But obviously there was a tournament fairly recently uh, with the tag team. So I don't think they'll do that again. Um, they're going to be SEU too. Yeah. Yeah. They Those two teams, um, they'll probably beat, uh, Sabian and Jimmy Havoc also. Um, so you mentioned Cody uh, and Pack. Um, do you think we see Zack Ryder uh, or Matt Cordona um, 
face Cody one week as a one-off? Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be the fighter fest match, probably. Okay. I can see him coming in. But you I think, don't think he'll sign? Like, uh, nah, think he'll no, no, no. I do not think they're going to sign Any other? Because um, it's, it's, too, it's too, like, I, I feel like if they if they bring in, like, more ex-WWE guys, it's just going to be for, like, that one week, you know, one-off type thing just to, you know, be there for the one match and then, you know, send them off. So I like I don't want AEW to become like the 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 ex WWE place because yeah, I mean like you got you you already got so many guys who are ex WWE like recent ex WWE guys so like it's you know it's it, it's interesting but I mean I I feel like it kind of works in, in some ways when they when they when, when they're completely different from what they did in WWE opposed to like you know you having guys who have had a great deal of success in WWE opposed to some guys who really didn't get a fair shake. And then they come to AEW and just become, you know, big time. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to see what they do with the Brody Lee character and that because I feel like he kind of got hot shot into the title pitch. I don't think that should have happened. Like, what do you, where does he go from here? Like, where does yeah. he go? Well, that's what like I said to you in our preview show. Is I actually wondered whether they were going to put the title on him just be, to to kind of cement him as a as a top guy because. They put him, you know, straight into it. I do wonder whether he might feud with Cody next. The, um, mm. I do believe, though, the only problem with that is if he does feud with Cody, um, the danger is he has to beat Cody for the title because he can't go and lose another title match straight off because that's mm. going to do more damage than than good, even if he has a good show in or whatever. Um, out of all the kind of free agents that WWE released, or any free agents, really, I suppose. Um, is there anyone that you do think will end up with a contract in AEW? And no, and no, my bad camera work, folks, please. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. out, of, out of everybody that got released, AEW would be foolish not to get Rusev. Yeah, I foolish. think. Um, but 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 the thing is, I, I think that I, I think I, I think WWE is going to try to get Rusev back. I definitely do think because they they, I I definitely think they're going to try to bring him back. You know, and then as we I, saw um, this past. This past week, Mister Mister Maverick got his job back. So, yeah, know, that, that, um, that was Triple H's bad. response to that. Um, someone asked him about it on the conference call, um, yeah. and his response was quite interesting. Whereby he said, "You know, it wasn't a work from the start, but the fans got behind him. He's got uh, his his passion for the business is so enthusiastic, and where well, people well, got behind him." What, what, what happened was Drake Maverick posted that tweet and he tagged Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the tweet and they got every single notification uh, that came that yeah. way. And it was like 10,000 retweets and 23,000 likes. They got every single notification, every single comment. And I'm pretty sure they just got to a point where it was like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> let's bring them like, let's bring them back. And that's what happened. He, he got, he, he worked his way back into, back into the company. I ain't, I ain't mad at him. You know, he did his thing. He ain't want to leave and, he, he he found his way back, so you know, good on Drake Maverick. I'm glad he got to stay and you know keep living his dream, and you know that's good for him. Yeah, young yeah, young man from young man from the young man from the UK was chasing his dream, and you know he got cut and found his way back in. So, but I, I saw uh, Leo Rush had tweeted that he didn't think it was funny that they kind of made a storyline out of people getting released when he got released and then got his job back and stuff like that. I know he wasn't too fond of. It. I'm pretty sure it hurt him that you know he got released and you know he really hasn't. Uh, he's spoken about getting released, and you know he's been very open about moving forward and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure it hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Just to you know see stuff like that after he, you know, kind of asked for like a, a another fair shake in WWE. 
as far as like yeah. pay and, and all that stuff. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, I can understand why some people don't like it. And I can understand why some of the wrestlers might be a bit annoyed by it. Um, but I'm not surprised that, you know, that that's what they did. I think me and you even discussed it right at the start where we said they shouldn't do it, but they probably will. Um, it is what it is, I suppose. Well, I think I do feel like one of the biggest missed opportunities with Drake Maverick from a WWE point of view is them not putting him with EC3 because I feel like that could have been a really good way to, to utilize EC3, but they did nothing, absolutely nothing with EC3, mm. which is surprising when you look at how he looks. He's got that Vince McMahon look. He can talk, he can work. It's, it's mind-boggling that they did nothing with him. I'd assume he's going to end up back in the old... Uh, Impact. Wrestling. Impact. Did, did yeah. he, he, I think he was in the vignette that aired uh, this past Tuesday. They had like. Well, um, there wasn't there a few people in it. Yeah, it was like Gallows and I think Anderson was in it, and they they, they had like a um. Uh yeah, it, it, it was a couple WWE ex WWE people in there. I think Rusev was in it too, and um you know Diana Perrazzo is gonna be a part of Impact Women's Division, so you know Impact Impact's got a good thing going right now. So we're gonna. It'll be interesting to see who who else um you know from the that that was recently released ended up joining Impact Wrestling. I feel like um, WWE uh, sorry AEW missed the boat by not signing uh, Diana Perazzo. I feel like she could have been a real good signing for them. No, but I, I don't <laughs> think so because AEW is still figuring out their own damn women's division. And you yeah. you, you, make, you making it worse when you add in more people when you haven't even really got the chance to focus in on your own. Like the only people we know. Is Rio? We know Nyla Rose. We we just now getting to know Big Swole for the most like the people that don't know Big yeah. Swole already. You just now getting to see what she can do and getting into her character. Big Breakers established. Um, Chris Statland is somewhat established. You haven't really gotten into Penelope Ford. B Priestley still there, and she hasn't been able to you know compete for AEW. She was literally about to challenge Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's World Championship, or they were about to get into a program, and then you know the coronavirus stuff happened. So yeah, I, I think they, you know, need to ease up on the women's division until you solidify every single woman in that division that you have now before you know adding, adding more. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get that. I just feel like maybe it's because of the way they've booked. I do feel like they're just missing like that one superstar. Um, like I do feel like Britt Baker's a good. Uh, you know, she's a good heel. She's real, real good. She's special. But I wonder whether... I think Big Swole is capable of being it if they book her right. But they need, like, that big star as, a like, maybe a baby face. I think they've got... They're doing better with it. They are doing better with it. But I do feel like they're still missing just something. Something's not clicking. Something's not quite there. But we will see. Um Rusev going back, circling back to uh, to the man. I believe that I would love to see him have a short run in NWO, uh, NWO, NWA. Um, do you have they started taping again now with no fans? Oh, NWA. Yeah. No, they're not. They, no. They're doing car. They're doing the Carney Land thing, and they have like. Uh... Like Nick Aldis has a podcast and Eli Drake has a podcast and uh, they're doing the, the girl power 
um, project with uh, Marty Bell, Thunder Rosa, okay. Allison Kay, and Ashley Vox, and they have that, and that, that's like their thing. But um, I, I don't, I don't think the NWA works like just the Power Series. I don't think it works without fans. I feel like that's just one of the things about the, the the series that made it so good was the was the fans, and I don't think they're they're like the really yeah. the product to just be going out and doing no fans. But one product, sir, that will be will be returning soon. New Japan Pro Wrestling is back. They are back. Let's go. It is. I, I, I'm so excited, bro. I miss New Japan so much. Like they, if if anybody that don't know Bushi Road, they sent out a statement the other day, and they said that um. They're all people from, oh, yeah, also Stardom. Stardom is also coming back as well. Um, World Wonder Ring Stardom is coming back for those who don't know what Stardom is. Uh, they, they're, uh, Bushiro issued a statement, and they said that they will be um, all, all performers from Stardom and New Japan, and all staff members will be taking antibody tests. And what an antibody test is to see if you have had the coronavirus, not if you have the coronavirus it's not an active test it's just to check your body and to see if you have had the the virus so that's what that is and um yeah they're going to be taking the test and this monday new japan is going to have a press conference to announce the future of the events and i'm pretty sure that's going to be you know what's next for them as far as like events go so i'm excited to see new japan back i'm hoping that they you know can get back on track and you know we get some announcement about the g1 and you know hopefully they go to no fans routes i know that it, uh, ddt Pro wrestling, they're they're gonna start doing fans again at a capacity. So okay. you know, I, I so it, I think Japan is gonna be back with fans before the U.S. definitely because I feel like they've handled it like kind of well, like yeah. really well. So you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. I feel like um, I feel like the best thing New Japan could do in in, in any other most Japanese promotions uh is to run. You know, the, uh, some of the, 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 not smaller venues, but like the smaller venues that everybody knows is really big, like Corcune Hall. I feel like you could keep that to a capacity and just tighten up the seats, tighten up the camera angle. So like it, it, it looks well presentation wise and, you know, have people sitting, you know, slightly distant away from each other, but still having people there. And I, I think that's what's, like what's probably going to happen. And I, that, 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 that's great, honestly. So I'm, I'm excited to see New Japan back and um, I'm excited for the press conference on Monday. So yeah, New Japan, stardom. They back in uh, all Japan pro wrestling. Their champion carnival tournament is uh, going to happen in September. So yeah, man, really good. I am. Um, yeah, I I too cannot wait to get New Japan back. I've missed it, um, and I'd even kind of fallen behind, and I wasn't into it as much as I had been previously. But I have, like, when it was taken away completely, caught up. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm now like can't wait for it, and um, yeah. I'd like to see Rusev go to New Japan. I gotta say, Definitely. if he's, hey, no. do you know what? Of all the choices for Rusev, I either want to see him go back to the WWE, rescue Lana from like Bobby Lashley being horrible to her, and then get a massive push as a babyface, like a proper upper mid card title contending push with the WWE, because I think he is special. I think he's suited to the WWE. Um, however, if that's not going to happen, I would like to see him go to New Japan because I think that will be literally incredible. No, but what I really want to see in New Japan, like when they eventually come back, I, I really want, and, and I know it's going to be difficult because of the, the travel travel restrictions right now. Um, I, I, I think Americans can come to 
Japan, but they have the quarantine for like 14 days, like two weeks. Yeah, and, that's and right. Like in Japan, that's, that's right. what it is. I, I, if, if they do the best of the Super Juniors, bring Leo Rush oh, into God. the best of Super Juniors. Imagine? I need Leo Rush, the OJMO, and Scotty Davis in the best of the Super Juniors. That's what I need, and that's all I need. Can you imagine that when they do like the tag team matches on the like for the competitors that are not in the singles match? Can you imagine Leo Rush and Okada going at it for like oh, five minutes, just a sprint, five just, minute sprint? Can you guy? Oh, it's like almost <laughs> speechless just thinking of it. It'd just be so incredible, mate. Um, and I and I know Leo can hang with him. I know he can. Oh, God, yeah. Leo Rush is so special. He, I think he's been massively underutilized wherever he's gone. Um, but because... I, I, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, not to cut you off. Oh, as a matter of fact, you go ahead and finish you because I had a question I wanted to ask you. you go ahead um, I, was just, I was just going to say that I just think he's been massively underutilized almost everywhere he's gone. And I think WWE missed the trick whereby, you know, when he made his return after he had some heat or whatever. Yeah. Or perceived heat, he, was, he was gone for like seven months. Yeah, man, and I feel like when they brought him back, they really could have, um, they could have made him like a top top guy, uh, and I feel like they missed the boat a little bit. But they just put him in a cruiserweight division. Yeah, but even like when yeah. he went to NXT, I felt like they could have pushed him. He could have been him and Adam Cole, man, for the title. Oof. Yeah, been special. Yeah, but uh, now I was going to ask you, um, you know, like what what are your thoughts about like how stardom is going to i mean of course you know they're, they're going to continue on but you know with the passing of hanukkah more and you know she was being like primed as like that next big star you know what i'm saying like it, she had literally everything to to be the star and it, it was like seemed like they were priming her for that position you know how they continue forward um you know with things going on like i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure they they will you know just you know they'll they'll power through and you know Somebody else will. You, you, yeah. you, you can't. You, you, you can't feel anybody's position, especially like I feel like Hanukkah Kamora was like from from the work that I've seen, and I, I I'm I've admittedly haven't seen a lot, but I've seen some stuff, and I got to see her in person two years ago at the Arway show. I think it was called Fairfax Excellence. It was in Virginia. I went to that show, and I got to see her when she was with uh Oel Ty. I, I hope I pronounced that right. She teamed with Kajetsu, and I got to see her wrestle, and she she's really, she was really, really good. And I think back then she was twenty. Jeez. So yeah, man, like it, it's, it's crazy, you know. So you know, it's a, yeah. I, 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 I was I was just gonna ask you about your you know your thoughts about that and how they continue forward. Um. So admittedly, I'm not super familiar with stardom. Um, overall, right. I was I knew who Hannah Kamora was. I I knew right, that she right. was she was what you, I had seen you, her. She you, was you, you knew of her work, right? Yeah, man. Right. She was everything I saw of her. She was very special. They um, had the look and and yeah, everything. The, um, yeah. Like I, we ran a graphic at the start of last week's show, and we me and Alex talked about it, and it's it's just you know it's just such a sad situation. Um, and from a wrestling point of view and a, like a business point of view, I feel like it's going to be difficult for them because whoever they put in that slot is under so much pressure just because of the circumstances of surrounding it and, right. you know, everything. Um, 
And I do wonder whether rather than focusing on maybe one person as their new kind of like top. Smack, yeah, their yeah. top or their top person, they might be better doing kind of like a smackdown early two thousands thing and having a group of and just top people. Four or five yeah. top people. Because I feel like one it eases the pressure from one individual trying to, f- you know, fill those shoes under the tragic circumstances. But also then you're building up multiple stars. If anyone leaves to go to WWE or AEW or anything like that, you've you've got a group of stars. I think they, may, you know, that might be a, from a business point of view a, be- a better thing. But um, just just touching on the Hannah Kimura thing um, last week. Within 24 hours, I saw people saying, uh, you know, be kind, be think about your words on social media. This I is, know where this you know, going. Rightly so. And then literally 24 hours later, those same people were insulting people. One of them I saw giving out death threats to someone's family. And I was like, Jesus Christ, have you learned nothing like over something so horrific and tragic, like this young lady has has died, be under a tremendous amount of pressure and abuse from social media, and then you're rightly saying that everyone should think before they tweet or before they post online. Rightly, you know, because everyone should. You should always think about the person who you're tweeting or talking to, and um, everyone's been guilty of like maybe saying something they shouldn't have or snapping or or emotionally saying something. But then to do it so quickly, like like a 24 hours later after saying it, these same people were doing very similar. And I was just, I found it sad. I found that really sad and really hypocritical. But yeah, I just yeah, wanted to no, talk no, about. No, I agree. Like, and then, you know, just speaking about, you know, like just the, the, the the wrestling aspect of it like i mean and then of course like speaking of her as a person like you've seen so many so many people that that knew her and spoke so highly of her and like just how nice she was like you even heard like i remember uh brody king was to, put like a nice he'd be like a real nice thread out like i haunted like she helped him like navigate japan and you know she was just like such a like nice person and for somebody to be so like from what it seemed like so humble at the age of 22 and she knew she obviously knew how good she was. You know what I'm saying? And then like, yeah. it, it, it didn't like it's always gonna be one of those cases of like, what would Hanukkah Moore have become in five years from now? Where would she be? Who would she have wrestled? Like the opportunities that were, were you know that that were that are not on the table anymore and stuff like that. So like, it's always gonna be one of those sad like, what if stories? Like even um for those of you who don't know, like Lynn Bass, he was a basketball player that went to Merlin. And he was like, compete. He was competing against Michael Jordan. They were in college at the same time, and he was like, dude was like unbelievable, like legit, like unbelievable. And he he died in a car accident. Uh, you know, I think not too long after he got drafted, and he didn't get to play in the NBA. So like, it's always one of those like, you know, and 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 not comparing him and Jordan, but like, it, it's just always that question: like, would Jordan be who he yeah. is if Lin Bass didn't? pass away you know what i'm saying and and, yeah, yeah. and and it's always one of those things but he still got his college career to look back on and um you know just as far as hana kamora goes in that professional sense it's gonna be like you know what 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 would what, 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 where she be five years from now in wrestling like because we've seen you know 
so 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 many talents, you know, get taken away early, and you know it's it's messed up, man. And just just social media goes, man. Like people just need to, I don't know, because I mean, like like you just said, everybody came out and uh, tried to share the message to treat people right, and then the next minute, right back to what it was. So, you know, it's, it ain't really nothing I can say about that. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that you know there's some time, but like peace comes to her family some way somehow because i know that's something that you probably never get over yeah for sure it's just tragic mate it's um you know someone so young with the world seemingly you know at her feet where she could literally go on and do anything by all accounts everyone thought she was going to go on and you know be one of the biggest female stars out there um to then to you know, to, to for it to end in such tragic circumstances is real sad. Um she just wrestled in a Tokyo dome like five months prior. And it like it goes to show and this I try and say this to people a lot, is when people like um they tweet, uh say like after a football game or a basketball game, say like a, a big star has a bad game and that yeah like those, and they tweet like, loads of abuse it. and it's like come on now right they're human beings they've got families children they've got these are like parents. people bro yeah and you well you don't think they know they had a bad game you don't think they know that they didn't perform you know as well as they could or they've let their team down um and i just don't i don't get it really but then the other aspect which I saw, I saw these same people uh, talking about bullying and things again, rightly so. Then uh, those same people justifying uh, doxing uh, a well-known YouTuber who I'm not going to name or get into. Um, he said some stuff a while ago, which was, you know, it was bang out of order. He shouldn't have said it. Um, whether you like him or you don't, I don't really have an opinion. I don't really watch his stuff. But um, they were talking about bullying and how bad it is. And then someone doxed his mother and father who were, you know, not young. Uh, and they were phoning them and giving them death threats and all these things over something that he had said about Alexa Bliss. And these same people who'd been talking about, you know, bullying days earlier would justify in these threats and the abuse that his parents were taking nothing to do with his parents does it um and i just i i don't understand it mate i i can't get my head around it at all <laughs> um but human beings they're just the worst sometimes um right back to the to the grapple apps um shall we shall we preview nxt takeover in your house for sure. Can I ask you one question first? No. Come on. No, I'm one, I'm one, I'm one question. I'm one question. No. Matt Riddle, I told you the bro was coming. Going to SmackDown. He's going to destroy going to Goldberg. Goldberg announced for tonight. Riddle's coming. Riddle's he is coming. for real. Is he announced no, no, for real? No, no, uh, he's not. He should be. Uh, but you know, the second they announce Goldberg as appearing on SmackDown, People will say clambering, clambering. No, but one thing, one thing from that I really like they, that they gave Timothy Thatcher the, the big win, the big rub, and yeah, the big, yeah, now, and 
do you think they should make that his match now? Like his, oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. Hell in the oh, Cell yeah. with like Taker and Kane's match that, where the, they would the, go to it. The fight pit definitely should be a Timothy Thatcher thing. Like every time it gets to that point in a feud that he's in, take it to the fight pit. I definitely think that's that's a that that should be a thing. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Matt Riddle can do. I feel like it's gonna be like exactly how it was when he was in when he was in NXT. I feel like at first it's gonna be kind of weird and kind of awkward because like people don't really get it. They don't get him at first because like well, I, I, of course and for for those of us who knew Matt Riddle prior to WWE, like you already got it. But like when when he came to NXT, like you can just tell by the reception. Some people were like, "Oh, this dude is cool, but he's kind of weird." Like you know, like and then after a while, you kind of gravitate to it because he has a personality. He has one of those like personalities that people gravitate to. So like I I think the uh, and and then at that on top of that, he's just being himself. It's not like a character. So like I think he's gonna be. I, I like I I think it's gonna be rough at first. Like I I think it's not gonna be like. People think he gonna come onto the main roster and everything gonna be sweet and dandy. I think it's gonna be like some rough starts and some you know some stop and start pushes. But I think like I, I, I give it to like October, November, and then like I think that's when he gonna start to hit his groove. And then you know he'll probably be in a kind of a champion or a tag team champion. And you know I I think once he starts to show like that that the, the people that he needs to show what he can do, and you know once they start to see the merch numbers. They they, 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 you know, they they start selling the, the Matt Riddle flip flops, and, oh, sure. and, and all that stuff. You know, they 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 gonna turn him into a, a walking merchandise stand. But um, yeah, Bro, so yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what he's gonna do. But like like I said again, I think it's gonna be a rough start at first. I'm I'm telling you now. Remember I said this clip. This it's gonna be rough at first. It's not gonna be sweet. I'm telling y'all now. Don't don't go and get your hypes up and think hey, he's gonna come in the main roster and be universal champion in two weeks. It ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be rough. And then like after a couple of months, he's going to hit his stride and he's going to be just fine. He's going to be a champion before the end of this year. I promise you that. So, who's in charge of the SmackDown creative? I think Bruce Pritchard. Oh God. Hmm. If it, if it, 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 I'm surprised if he didn't go to Raw because Paul Heyman loves Matt Riddle apparently. Well, I wonder if the reason for that is they don't want uh, yeah, to yeah, be forced yeah. into the or they want, especially when the fans come back. That when the fans come back, it's going to be the hardcore fans which go up first. I think, isn't it? Like when they've only got say half an audience or they've got limited numbers, I feel like it's going to be the really hardcore fans which go back first, the most vocal. Um, so what you don't want is kind of rid- riddle kind of promo, say to open Raw, and you you've announced Lesnar for later in the night because the fans will just want Riddle versus Lesnar. Whereas I feel like with SmackDown, they can build him up. I just think it's really important that in this first month or two, when he comes when he makes his debut, they establish him as being a main event star. Yeah. Don't have him. You put I. You know what I would do is I'd have him do an almost Goldberg like streak. I would have him unbeaten for months and go. months and months. Here we go. No, no. Well, even if they don't go with the Goldberg match ever, you may as well use the fact that everyone knows there's a bit of friction there. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have him have him go and can't like house match house shows and and build up the streak so it's like fifty and zero. Because what the worst case scenario is somebody eventually beats him and gets the rub from it. Best case scenario, 
he retires that old mofo and gets the rub from it. Goldberg can put someone over on his way out for a change. And when he put when he when he beats Goldberg, he should wear he should wear a fiend t-shirt in tribute to our fallen friend. Um congratulations but, to Bray Wyatt, by the way. Another baby. I think he might come back tonight uh, on SmackDown. No, nah, he'll come back. He'll come back after um, Backlash because he had the back the title match already set. They're doing the handicap. What's the title match? Oh, it's uh, a handicap Brown. match between um, yeah, Miz and Morrison. That's a oh, god. I mean, it's nothing else they could do. Honestly, I really don't think. Yeah, but make it a triple threat. I don't. I hate. I hate it when they did it with Sami Zayn and did a tag team match that way. And I hate right. it when they do this way as well. I just it makes no sense. I don't like it. Um, oh, uh, we obviously had Fantasma uh, became the interim cruiserweight champion as well. Uh, what did you feel about that? I think we all knew that he was going to win. No, they 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 dropped that interim, that interim line, and okay. calling him the NXT cruiserweight champion. So I don't know what that's saying about Jordan Devlin, but they definitely dropped that interim line. From the tournament name, so I mean, I'm I'm happy for Phantasma. I mean, I I feel like he wasn't even a story though. Like I feel like nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, well, oh, you know, the Drake Maverick thing." Yeah, I wondered whether you know after they gave Drake Maverick the contract, I wondered whether they would go backstage and have him do an interview with one of the interviewers and have the masked guys attack him mm-hmm. as like a way to go off air to bring the story back to El Phantasma. Um, because we haven't seen those masked guys for a couple of weeks, have we? Yeah. They weren't on last I, I think it's, either, um, they? it's DJ Z and Raul Mendoza. I think that's what it is. Who it is. Okay. Like the new masked people. Of course, it wasn't them like when they got attacked. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's definitely uh, DJ Z or Woken Wild and uh, Raul Mendoza. Joaquin. They, Joaquin Wild. I don't know how to say that shit. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's definitely them. That's going to be uh, his henchmen. And then once they reveal themselves, and he'll reveal himself as George Bali, and then that's when they'll just be a faction and take over the cruiserweight division. I think it's something interesting because the cruiserweight division is like they don't really have anything, bro. Do you remember those days, bro, when it was Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, and all them was they they used to smash on two hundred five live. Yeah. Like I'm talking about every week, they it was at least one bang on two hundred five live. Every week, it was at least one. Week. Every week, bro, like they had one banger. Like, I, I like it, it was either Leo Rush or Cedric or Ali or Gallagher or Tazawa or somebody, bro. Like, it was just somebody there that was like having a banger, bro. Like, two of our lives that some of like the most low key underrated matches, and like now that brand is just like dead. Dead. I am. Um, do you think they might? Oh, I thought they were gonna make the cruiserweight title the 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 kind of UK uh, undercard title when they gave it to Devlin. Jordan, Jordan Devlin. Um, but then obviously the lockdown and everything happened and the pandemic, so they've kind of done a bit of a U-turn. But I feel like almost there's not enough room for the cruiserweight title on NXT because you've got the North American title, you've got the tag team titles, you've got the women's titles. I feel like you don't need that cruiserweight title in there. 
And I feel like it's just easy to turn it into the WWE Cruiserweight title and have it defended everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Um, you know, and you could have like El Fantasma turn up on Raw and face Sami Zayn for the Cruiserweight title. Oof, that could be good. Um, but then also you got Riddle, you got Dijakovic, and you've got Chelsea Green apparently going try, to to Raw. Try, and try to say it. Try to say his name one more time. I gotta hear this. Dijakovic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Donovan Dijak. Dijakovic. That's what I said. You, you said that. that, that Dijakovic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. You need to get your ears. Ears, like, ears tested. Your, your hearing's going. Like your memory. J- 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 Jason is back. This is not Si. This is Jason right now. Jay Dizzle's in the house. <laughs> But what, before before I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> what I was saying was, is with Riddle and Dijakovic leaving, and apparently Chelsea Green, it does open up a couple of slots. Like whilst Riddle and Donovan Dijakovic were, um, they weren't like in top storylines. They were regulars on TV. They were, you know, Riddle was tag team champion. Donovan Dijakovic has been facing Keith Lee. Uh, for the North American title. So there is some spaces there. I would like, I think I'd quite be up for moving Phantasma towards the, uh, maybe the North American title once he drops this title, because you've got, obviously you've got Adam Cole. And we're not quite sure what's going on with um, the Velveteen Dream. We both thought that they were going to write him off TV. They haven't. You you you, you want to know what? Just just real quick, just like just to jump topics real quick. I think that I think I think the next person that's going to challenge for the NXT title is going to be Dexter Loomis, and I think he's going to win. I know that mm. sounds crazy. I think he's going to win because like and and this is just strictly based off of what I heard from Road Dog on the After the Bill podcast, okay. like. You gotta hear the way this man and, and mind you, Road Dog is a part of the NXT creator team and is a producer with mm-hmm. them. And the way that he was speaking about Dexter Loomis, like they had plans for this man. Like this is not some thing that is just happening, just good, just because it's happening. They have plans for this man, like. He said that Dexter Loomis was a project that they've been working on for a long time and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and find out like they spent, he said him, Shawn Michaels and Triple H spent three, like he spent two hours in the in 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 writing room trying to figure out what Dexter Loomis was going to be from his character. Like that's how much okay. they care about the character. Like they spent literally two hours trying to figure out like what he should be from. And they, they like, he said that Dexter Loomis is a main event guy and they're, they're definitely leading towards that direction so the fact that he openly endorsed Dexter Loomis like that just lets me know that this is like not some some random thing like this is like a legit person that they're investing in so I think that he well, let, let me let me retract that last thing I don't think he'll win the NXT championship not now but I definitely yeah. think over time and I think once they get in front of a crowd and see how a crowd reacts to Dexter Loomis then, if you go by social media, he's getting over the character. Uh, getting uh, over he, 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 but I, I didn't like it at first. I didn't get it. I thought it was yeah, like, right. crazy. Didn't... And then, and then, like after a while, I'm like, 
it's like weird, but it's good. Like I don't know why he just fits it so well, and then he can actually wrestle. So like that's the crazy thing. So like yeah, um, I, 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 yeah I, I we haven't really think. seen him wrestle much in NXT, but his um, his character work has been exceptional. Yeah, did you think that he's gonna replace Velveteen Dream? Because I like, wonder he, whether he might cost the Velveteen Dream, um, because everyone thinks that he's kind of been back at him, and I wonder whether he might cost him, injure him if they are gonna write him off TV. And then right. we'll move into like a Dexter Loomis versus Adam Cole storyline. Um, and, and speaking of return, sir, Fandango return. Yeah. This past, cool. this past this past Wednesday, Fandango returned. He uh well he he he, he would they, they Beth Phoenix said that instead of having to Tommy John surgery, he would um he had physical therapy. And that oh. Tommy John surgery that, that thing keeps you out from eight to eighteen months. Jeez. And so that would yeah, and Fandango's not a not a young dude, so I'm pretty sure he didn't want to. Yeah, you know, I mean, he is young, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think he wanted to be out that long. And the crazy thing is, he just came back not too long after he got injured from a torn labrum in his shoulder. So he was out for a whole year, and then he was back for like five months, and then he got injured again, and now he's back. So hopefully, he can stay healthy. And they're the number one contenders, and um, I think they're gonna do the a three way probably at the next takeover. Uh, with uh, Fabian Eitner and um, Marcel Bartel defending against Brizongo and uh, Malcolm Bibbison's group. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be the next takeover tag team title match. They probably do it on NXT. Cause I, I, I don't think I, I, the, the, Malcolm Bibbison's group is like really like. I, I hate using this word because it makes it seem like I'm in the business. I hate it, but green. Mm. Yeah. They are. They they like really like really green. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. But, yeah, speaking of takeover, sir. Yes, indeed. Let's go. You got the card up? No, I'm on my right. phone. Give me a, I'll bring it up now. Um, so. You kind of look like carrying across a little bit. Yeah, I'm bigger. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, Triple H uh, on the conference call, he spoke really, really highly of uh, Killer Cross as well. Um, mm-hmm. Which was uh, kind of interesting because, you know, he's new. Um, he's very different to what they have in NXT. Bro, he's so six be, four, bro. And he, yeah, he, like, I'm gonna be interested really, what they do. Really with him. agile and like fast, and he has a cool ass entrance. Like, and then the crazy part yes, about that whole does. thing is, most people don't even know that Scarlett Bordeaux can like wrestle. She's like yeah. really good. She can go with anybody. And that's the crazy thing. Like once they establish Cross, they're gonna establish Scarlet. And then once people find out what she can actually do in the ring, though that though they 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 they're gonna be running NXT in the Scarlet. Right. They're gonna be running NXT. I, I I feel like there hasn't been a right time for them to ever do the, you know, NXT champion, NXT women's champion couple thing. I don't think it was right with Gargano and Candice. It didn't feel right. I don't think it was right with uh, Keith Lee. I mean, it, it could be with anybody, but I mean, I like I don't, I don't think it's right with Gargano and Candice. I don't think it's right with Lee and me and Yim. But I, I feel like with Scarlett and Car- Karrion Cross, like if you were ever going to do this whole couple takeover thing, it definitely should be Karrion and Scarlett. Definitely. Do you know, if they, here's a little random thought for you. 
if they ever do that stupid mix max challenge, whatever it was, was it mix max challenge? Yeah, mix max challenge. Yeah. If they ever do that crap again, they should just have Scarlett Bordeaux and Killer Cross go in and absolutely just destroy everyone. Just I'm pretty, like I'm, I'm pretty ten sure ten seconds sure in every people, match. I'm pretty sure people would love to see that entrance just on a random Friday Special. night after SmackDown. Special, I'm pretty sure man. people would love to see that. Yeah. I think he'll yeah. be the one to take the title. I gotta be honest. I don't think it'll be Dexter Loomis. I think it'll be Killer Cross eventually, if they don't give it to Velveteen Dream on Sunday, which I, I, I think I, I is think, uh, possible. I think I think Cross is gonna be Keith Lee first. I think he's gonna be Keith Lee first mm, and take the North American they, they title. They like Keith Lee, don't they? So that's an interesting. Yeah, yeah, call. yeah but Keith, Keith, because Keith Lee already beat Dajakovic, and Dajakovic is reportedly moving up, and that he already beat Damian Priest, so. I feel like um, you know the next person up is gonna be. I mean, cause he, I mean he could lose the title to Gargano. I ain't. I, 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 it's not for one second that I believe that anybody is gonna beat the NXT Golden Boy. It ain't happening. So like, especially I with his, apparently his contract's up soon, so they're gonna want to keep him. Uh, Adam Cole apparently his contract, his and apparently his and Britt Baker's contract run out at similar times. But you know, no one really knows, do they? Like really knows be interesting what they do both of them but i mean adam cole whenever his contract is up he can ask for anything he can ask for a boatload of money he can ask for to go to smackdown he could ask for go raw because he because triple h is clever enough that he knows that if adam cole made the jump to AEW, that would be huge particularly if the fans are back in the buildings like he is um i think he's one of the ones which they will do everything they can to keep in my opinion um okay i'm struggling to find the bloody card everywhere has only got like half of it go go go, go to wikipedia and just type in uh yeah i just got that's what i've just done so um we got the as announced on wednesday yeah mia yim shotty blackheart and tegan knox Versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. The heel team. The heel team. Man, did you see that bump that Chaucey Blackheart took? Oh, my God. Jesus, man. I thought she broke her neck, bro. I was like, oh. Exactly what I was going to say. I thought she My goodness, dog. Like, she overshot the hell out of that thing. And did you see how worried? um, Oh, who was it? Who was catching her? No, there was a, one of the one one of the girls who who was catching her. It was Raquel uh, Gonzalez and Dakota Cash. Was Candice there as well? No, nah. she'd come out to interfere or something. She wasn't there though for the no, catch. It must have been Dakota Kai. But one of them, when she like hit the ground, they ran over like, and they were straight no, 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 over no, no, her. No, no, that was Tegan Knox. That was ah, Tegan Knox. You could see like the panic on her face, like it was. Uh, Scary bump, man. Like, that's the sort of one which could be a career ender. They got a catcher there, um, yeah. and we've seen no, no, a few no, of those. I, 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 I don't think that was their fault because she ca- like the way she jumped. She like her body, like instead of going straight, she went like her instead of her legs being straight, her legs went up. Yeah, but and, and, they've and got to kinda... they've got to move. In my opinion, like I'm not a trained wrestler, but I feel like they've got to move to the side to make sure they take some of the some of it off her. But 
you know, she went over the top of them, really, didn't she? She like, yeah. like her legs went over. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful she landed on her shoulders because that's what it looked like. Like she, her shoulders caught most of that instead yeah. of her neck. I'm pretty sure her neck comes under, but it seemed like she landed like shoulder, like shoulder first, like back shoulder first, opposed to her neck. Because you know, oh, oh, no, obviously she's good. So, but goddamn, that's the main thing. We've seen that a couple of uh, bad dive catches or bad like nasty dives recently on AEW and NXT TV. Um, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. Catch these people. Um, yeah, I think I, th- I think that, the heel team winning. Yeah, I think that the the babyface team will win with Ooh. with Mia Yim pinning Candice LeRae. Mm. Actually, no, I think Mia Mia Yim will pin one of the others, and Candice LeRae will bail like just as the pin happens. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Candice LeRae's heel gimmick either. I don't know. Um, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. I can't will, call it. Will I the Johnny Gargano it. way prevail? I can't call it. I really don't know. Because I, 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 I feel like you go either way. Just, just for the sake of picking, I'm going to say Gargano. Yeah, I think uh, I was leaning that way. It's a difficult one to pick, but I was leaning towards Johnny Gargano as well. Um, next up was Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream in the last chance backlot brawl. If Dream loses this, he cannot yeah. challenge for the title while Cole is champion. I think Adam Cole wins. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to, to part with Adam Cole's title run just yet. And I think they should probably save it for when the fans are back, i got to say. Um, and, you know, you've got, like, you've got Dexter Loomis, you've got um, Killer Cross in the wings waiting. So I think they're probably... You can always bump Keith Lee up. I wonder whether Keith Lee might end up on Raw or SmackDown, to be honest. Um, I don't know whether these... Get that, get, get that Roman Reigns match. Yes. Give me that Roman Reigns it's match. Good. Keith Lee versus Roman. I need it. Do you think there's a chance that they may bring up like Keith Lee, Riddle, Dijakovic, maybe like a Velveteen Dream? Do you think there's a chance they... Because they can't really sign anyone at the moment do, because do, of the do pandemic. Like a, do, do like a mass call-up. Well, yeah, do you reckon they could send some guys down? Not down, but from like Raw and SmackDown, maybe like a Cesaro or a Sami yeah. Zayn, some people just to because they're taking some big names. If they take any more, they're going to be thin on the ground in that male division. Like the women's division is so strong, but I think they could send some the other way. Yeah, they're going to send, send Goldberg the NXT. Yeah, man. Just to avoid Riddle. Um, so who did you say? Adam Cole. Yeah, I think Adam yeah. Cole as well. Apparently, Triple H said that match was amazing, by the way, uh, in that call. Did you hear that? He said it's not fully cinematic. It's more like a match. I think it'll probably be similar um, in terms of how they work it to the champion. No, it's it's going to be like if anybody ever played the old SmackDown versus Raw game, they used to have <laughs> a, the backlight brawl with Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Yeah, they beat Eddie Guerrero and the low riders in the. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's exactly how it's going to be. So yeah, if, if yeah, Velveteen Dream comes in and like a low rider, I'm going to be very happy. Tribute to Eddie. Uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. You could also put Finn Balor in a match with Adam Cole for the title. I think would be quite mm-hmm. an interesting feud as well. I think Damian Priest going to win. Ooh. He's been losing too much, bro. 
he has, but he's got the better of Finn in every single segment they've had. So if you go by WWE booking 101, <laughs> that means Finn Balor will win the match. Um, I also uh, think I think there's a good chance that whilst um, whilst uh, oh, for God's sake, I forgot his name. Whilst they wait for Killer Cross to get be ready to take the title off Adam Cole, I wouldn't be surprised if they slotted Finn Balor up there for for a short feud with Adam Cole. And um, so I'm, I'm still going go Damian Priest. I'm, I'm going, going Damian Priest. I'm going against the system. I'm going against the podcast. I'm going against Ace Cast Nation. Damian Priest is winning. You're a rebel without a cause. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai? Is this time to say goodbye to Charlotte Flair from all three brands? Um, I think so. I got a two part answer. I think either Charlotte Flair wins or Yo Shirai wins and Yo pin Charlotte. And I feel like I really don't know which way they're going to go. But I do feel like it's a possibility that Charlotte is going to retain. But I also think it's a possibility that Yo is going to pin Charlotte and win the NXT. Women's title, because I feel like yeah. I, I, I I I just like it is it, that that one is kind of hard for me to call. Like it's like any way you could go. I don't think Rhea Ripley's winning at all. No, so, me either. I, I think it's going to be the Shry or Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. But just, I, well, just for the sake of picking, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Charlotte. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go with Io Shirai. I think it's time, and I think that they really, really like Io Shirai, um, and I think it's time for Charlotte to like leave NXT. Um, I don't think Charlotte will be pinned. I think Io Shirai will pin Rhea Ripley. Um, and then we have uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Ciampa. Scarlet. Ciampa's going to win. Yeah? Okay. It ain't no way. No you way said it now. Here. That's it. <laughs> don't get out of it. Um, but yeah, there's no way that, uh, that Ciampa's winning this. I don't know. Do you think it's going to be clean? Oh yeah, come on, man! Like this is first takeover. Yeah, you, you can't do him like that. It gotta be a clean. Chamber be alright. Chamber don't lose no steam. He be alright. I saw over. someone say on Twitter the other day that um, the Killer Cross can't work. He's he's got a good look, but his his work is clumsy and rubbish. And I was like, no, because they because like, they've only seen him do squash matches. Like he hasn't done had the opportunity to wrestle a a, a drawn out match. Like if you go easily check out some of the stuff that he's done, like at Future Stars of wrestling or. You can check out some of the stuff he's done in Impact, or check out anything that he's done in, in Impact. You check out anything that he's done in AAA. He's done some stuff in bar wrestling. You can easily go look this stuff up and see what he's done. He can wrestle. Killer Cross is really good. He's really people, good. People just want to be lazy, mate. Um, and that's uh, the NXT takeover in your house, and that is also this week's edition of Keeping It Real with Andrew Net- Thompson. With Andrew Thompson. The man, he's back from the grind. Um, We will be back next week to review NXT TakeOver and uh, all the bits of news from the week. Do you have anything you'd like to add, my friend? Mm. Just as far as what's going on in the world, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, educate yourself. Listen to black people when they try to tell you these things. Don't be an asshole. In general, just in life. And, you know, that's that. 
Yeah, my uh, my new hashtag, which I've started months ago, but I'm bringing it back, is hashtag don't be a dick. And you should take that advice into every aspect of your life, whether it's tweeting, speaking, how you treat people, whatever it may be. Hashtag don't be a dick. Follow Andrew Thompson on Twitter at adthompson underscore underscore. And make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Andrew Thompson interviews. It is a custom URL. He has hit over 200 subscribers and he has excellent interviews with people from the wrestling world. I'm going to start back up, um, start back up next week. So I've been taking a break this week from posting like my own work and stuff like that, just to focus on what's going on. And make sure to retweet all the petitions. And I'm gonna I'm continue to do that, but I just wanted to take a break from focusing on myself this week. I wasn't trying to retweet anything that didn't, anything with me in it that didn't have to do with what's going on in the world. So I'm just left that alone. And then next week I'll get back to somewhat promoting myself. Cause I mean, at the end of that, I still gotta do that. So yeah, man. This, but, do you know why that is? It's because you're a good guy, mate. It's because you care about people. Um, more than you care about yourself, and that's what it is. Yes. This has been keeping it real with Andrew Thompson. This is Ace Podcast Nation. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're up to seven hundred and seventy-eight subscribers, I believe, Ooh. and uh, we're coming up to the ten thousand followers on Facebook, which is unbelievable. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Amazing. Thank you for helping us grow. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, as usual. And uh, you can also download the audio versions at all the usual podcasting apps. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for and joining shout us. To, shout out to Andy Campbell, the legend. Andy Campbell is a legend. Andy you can catch Campbell. us 7.30 Monday, every Monday. This week we're speaking to uh, former England team director, Adrian Bevington, who uh, worked with some of the biggest names in the uh, in world football, included Fabio Capello, Sven Goran Eriksson, and uh, many others. So he will have stories aplenty. And uh, we also, if you follow the uh, the the papers in the UK, you will have seen Ace Podcast Nation mentioned and linked this week because on last week's show we had Cardiff City Chairman uh, Mehmet Dalman joined us in an exclusive interview, the only podcast he's ever done. He rarely does interviews. And uh, I had him on with Andy and we interviewed him and uh, newspapers picked it up. And uh, I had to call one out because they didn't uh, they didn't mention the podcast or link it. But um, most of the others did, which was cool. Andrew, it's a pleasure as always, my friend. People who watch and listen, we thank you. See you later. Podcast Network.